Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome to Creating a Championship Standard of Living. I am your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. Today, people, it is 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it is February 20 of 2010. I am so honored to be here with you, especially after some things that have happened over the course of the last nine days in my life. I am so thankful to be here with you. Um, wow. I'm going to tell you more in detail about what I'm talking about um, a little, little later in the show, but people, hold on to your seats. This is going to be another dynamic ride. We're going to be here until 7 p.m. tonight. And let me tell you, I don't take you for granted. I enjoy doing what I do for you. I love getting out here and and coming out here every Saturday so I can provide you with motivational and inspirational content that will fire you up throughout your week. People, let me tell you, life is really important. Life is really important. Life is really important. Therefore, in understanding how important our lives are, and understanding how important it is that we, we get what we all came for. I now turn this show over to God's Holy Spirit. So indeed, we do get what we all came for, and that is a move of His Spirit. People, let me just tell you this. I do not take you for granted. Again, I don't take you for granted. I thank you for coming out here each and every week. I thank you for telling your friends about creating a championship standard of living with Miles W. Miller. I thank you for con- your continued support, your continued comments about what it is we're doing here. And like I said, if you have any comments, any suggestions, please feel free to contact me. You can contact me at facebook.com slash Miller. that's M-Y-L-E-S-W-M-I-L-L-E-R, or myspace.com slash Miller, or twitter.com slash, you guessed it, Miles W. Miller, or feel free to email me. You can email me at mileswmiller at gmail.com, or even you can leave comments on the Blog Talk Radio site itself at blogtalkradio.com slash mileswmiller. People, I want you to do something for me. I want everybody who can hear my voice right now to stop everything they're doing. And I want you to give thanks for something right now. Give thanks for something right now. Give thanks for something that went right in your life today. Give thanks for just waking up today. People, life is so precious, and we sometimes we take it for granted. Just we 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 have to continue to look at the the blessings of this universe. That God has blessed us with so many dynamic things in this universe. People, I'm thankful to be here with you. I'm thankful for that God chose me to be a a resource for you. I'm thankful for just, again, being alive today. I'm thankful for for having another breath. I'm thankful for, you know, the health of my loved ones. I'm thankful that all those things may not be the way I want them to be. They're not the way they used to be. And that is a mark of improvement. So I thank God for just everything I have right now. You know, the, the good times far outweigh the bad. And you, you may wonder, why would I tell you to stop and be and just say something that you're thankful for? In fact, I want you to start doing this more often. Just stop throughout your normal day, your normal routine, and just say something that you're thankful for. Just give gra- thoughts of gratitude are very attractive. They attract, they, they attract more of their own kind. But again, I'm going to explain that to you later in the show. But what I want to do now is I want to give you this week's Divine Intervention. 
this week's divine intervention was actually an email sent to me, uh, and it inspired me so much that I wanted to sh- to share with you guys this week as our divine intervention. Each week, you know, I give you a scripture from the Bible, which um, I believe will empower you with wisdom, with knowledge, and it'll be something that you can take with you every step of the way with you. So this week's divine intervention comes from Ephesians 4, verses 29 and verses 32. So, and it reads, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearer. Verse 32, And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, even as God for Christ's sake have forgiven you. And that was in the King James. I also want to read to you from the Message Bible. Verse 29, Watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say what only helps. Each word a gift. Be gentle with one another, sensitive. Forgive one another quickly, as quickly and, and as thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. People, life is too short to hold grudges. Life is too short to, to be upset with someone. Life is too short to be anything other than loving, anything other than, than kind and 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 respectable and tender-hearted and sensitive towards your your fellow man. We you know what you never know what somebody else is walking through right now. You never know what somebody else is going through right now. And I know I'm I've been guilty of this in the past myself where I would jump to conclusions and and think that somebody was always out to get me. But I learned that when you walk in love, love is long-suffering. Love covers a multitude of sins. It it it, it pays in the long run, to walk in love more so than any other emotion, because love is freeing is a freeing agent. It frees you from bondage. It frees you from being upset at somebody. It frees you from being tense. It frees you from from not performing at your best level. Whatever you do this week, pour love on it and see what happens. You may just be surprised. The very person you think is out to get you, or the very person you think doesn't like you, if you pour love on them, you may just see. That, they, that you guys just have a misunderstanding, including yourself. Pour love on yourself. Be more loving with yourself. Be more loving with, with you know, you as the person that we see. Take more time with yourself. So on that note, we're going to move forward in the show. I'm going to play for you a motivational moment, and then we'll be right back. day of new beginnings, and I want you to understand that the things that have happened to you from this point forward, up to this point, are for a reason, and to to kind of bring it home, what I'm I'm telling you today, I'm going to give you a quick crash course and a physics lesson, Um, I'm going to teach you about vector physics today, Um, vector physics basically is like this, vectors describe motion and momentum 
they also describe the magnitude and the direction of, of, of an object in space. Okay, for instance, an airplane would be charted by, by way of vectors because it has, it has magnitude and it has direction. Well, these things are always measured over time. Now, whenever time is measured, time is measured from zero to infinity in the going towards the right, which is the positive direction, which means it's always increasing. Time is always increasing. Whenever you see a graph, time is always increasing as far as, you know, vectors are concerned with, with like, the motion of an airplane, for instance. The, the, the direction of the vector is charted according to where the, the position of the plane is at, at a certain time. So if the plane is just taking off, the vector is going in a positive direction, both in magnitude and in time. Well, when the plane is landing, it's a negative vector because the plane is coming down, but it's still, you know, the time is still increasing. So, how does this apply to your life? We're going to talk about the absolute value of your life today, and we're going to we're going to compare your life to a vector. Your life has magnitude, which means it has speed, and it has direction. A lot of things may have happened up to this point that may not have been the way you want them to be, but we're going to chart this vector anyway. The absolute value of any vector, whether it's a negative vector or a positive vector, the absolute value of that vector is always a positive result. It's defined in, in mathematical, mathematical terms. You'll see um, an equation and there's two bars around it. There's a bar in the beginning of it and a bar in the end of it. What that, what that denotes is that, that's the absolute, that you're going to take the absolute value of this particular equation, this particular function. And what that tells you is that basically this is how far away from zero this function is. Well, now you've been living, you've been, you've been born, you're in the earth, you're no longer at zero. So, as I told you earlier, you know, time is increasing now. Time is always increasing. The truth of the matter is, people, that when you take the absolute value of your life, the, the result is positive. I'm going to say that again. When you take the absolute value of your life, the result is positive. So, let's go back to Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And then even going back to Genesis 15, 20, for as for you, you thought evil against him, but God meant it for my good. I got a shocking revelation for you people. If you love God and are called according to his purpose, the vector that describes your life, the magnitude of your life, states that all things that have happened to you, that are happening to you, and that will happen to you, are working together for your good. People, everything that you experience in life has worked together for your good. That's why I tell people, don't get bent out of shape over things you're going through. Don't let what you're going through stop you from where you're going to.
Hello, and we're back. That was a, a motivational moment from one of our previous times together on creating a championship standard of living. And um, I just wanted to share that with you just to give you uh, more motivation, uh, an adrenaline shot of motivation as we continue forward in the show. I want to read for you this week our presidential wisdom. Our presidential wisdom, as you know, each week I give you a quote from President Barack Obama, our 44th president. And this week's presidentialism is... We lose ourselves when we compromise the very ideas that we fight to defend. And we honor those ideas by upholding them, not when it's easy, but when it's hard. I'll repeat that for you again. We lose ourselves when we compromise the very ideas that we fight to defend. And we honor those ideas by upholding them, not when it's easy, but when it's hard. People, I want you to understand something, that it's not going to always be easy for you to be who you've been called to be. It's not going to always be the ideal time. It's not going to always be the right, you know, the right setting. It's not going to always be just what you're looking for. But you have to stand tall regardless of what's thrown at you. You have to stand tall regardless of the situation. You have to stand tall. We have to look up inside ourselves. We have to look deep inside ourselves and call on that very divine nature that God placed inside of us from, our, from the time of conception and understand that it's okay to do what we've been called to do. It's okay to be who we've been called to be. It's okay. So in understanding that, I want to share this with you. I want each and every one of you, again, to stop everything you're doing. And we're going to go through our segment of visualizing your ideal life. I want you to visualize. We're going to visualize your ideal life. What I want you to do first and foremost, before you go any further, I want you to get in your mind right now, in your imagination, a picture, one picture of something dynamic that you love. It could be a flower, it could be a beautiful automobile, it could be a beautiful home, it could be a person that you love, whatever the case may be, whatever it is, I want you to get your mind, in your mind right now, a, a picture of something very beautiful. And I want you to look at that picture. And I want you to think about that picture. And I want you to feel that picture. I want you to, to, to encompass and embody what that picture feels like. What is, what the, I want you to, to encompass the emotion that picture generates when you look at it. I just want you to think about that for a moment. Now, I want you to imagine, imagine yourself in an IMAX movie theater. In this IMAX movie theater, you have a very comfortable seat, and as the projectors get ready to come on, what's on that screen is... Your ideal life. What's coming on that screen now is the life that you want, the life that you choose to lead. This this is a lifestyle that's in regards of pricing, in regards of current circumstances, in regards of anything that doesn't perpetuate your mission. And as you see this picture, I want you to to look at the picture. 
See the beautiful imagery. See the, the beautiful exotic fish swimming by if you're on a, your exotic travel destination. Think about, I want you to look at the sand on the beach if that's what you want. If you, what you're looking for is a car, I want you to, to imagine yourself in that car on the, on the inside looking out of the car. I want you to imagine yourself driving that car. I want you to get full of, of the emotion and the feeling of what that car brings. I want you to, to, if it's a house, I want you to walk in that house. I want you to walk through the rooms of that house. I want you to see yourself in that house. Whatever it is that you, that you so desire, whatever it is your ideal life pr- promotes and provides and gives you, I want you to get full of that. I want you to, to continue to see yourself in possession of it right now. Like I say, this is irregards of any price. This is irregards of any circumstances, irregards of any constraints. I want you to see yourself in a beautiful place. I want you to see yourself walking in beauty. And now that you see yourself, and now that you see your ideal life before you on that screen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to capture the feeling that those images generate for you. The feeling of elation of of walking into your debt-free home. The feeling of elation of of driving up in your debt-free car. The feeling of elation of having your beautiful loved ones around you to, to enjoy your beautiful life. The feeling of, of euphoria that you get when you walk through that sand, the sun is beaming down your face. And when you look out into the ocean, you see these tropical colored fish just swimming by. I want you to get full of that feeling. I want you to, 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 to feel it in your heart, in your mind, in your body, in your soul, in your spirit. I want you to feel it. And now that you can see it, and now that you can feel it, I want you to to repeat after me. I want you to say this. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. People, what you just visualized is your ideal life. The emotions that 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 vision is giving you right now and that affirmation that you just spoken out, hold on to it. Hold on to it because that's your ideal life. As we're moving forward in the show, I want to um, address something to you, everyone. 
Many of you may have seen my Facebook posting uh, from earlier in the day, and I want to share with you a situation that happened to me yesterday. And I'm sharing this with you, uh, not looking for sympathy or su- necessarily uh, support per se, but I want to share this with you because I want to be a blessing to you. I want to I help you to live a championship standard of living, to experience a championship level, uh, to experience a championship standard of living on every level of your life. Here's what I want you to do. I want you just to, to listen to me for the next 10 minutes because I want to share this with you from my heart. Yesterday, like I said, many of you may have seen my Facebook posting uh, on which I let the, the cow out of the bag. I was actually in the emergency room last night for about five hours. And I was in there as a result of having a a very, very bad allergic reaction to an energy drink. And after I drank this this beverage, I instantly, instantly, my head and my body started swelling. My skin turned red and was hot to the touch. And I began to itch really bad. I came back walked up some stairs where uh, some people were, were, were uh, sitting, and I sat down and told them, I don't feel good. I think you need to call an ambulance. And as I was sitting there, my windpipe started closing. So I have this feverish temper, temp, temper, excuse me, temperature. My whole body is turned red, and it's swelling, and I'm starting to itch. And now my, my uh, lungs are not getting the air they need for me to breathe properly. And as I sat there, thinking about what could possibly happen, what could be possibly going wrong, one of the first things I did was I had someone around me to call my pastor. I said, call my pastor. I, I need somebody to pray for me. And they didn't want it. They were a little hesitant to do it because they were saying, well, until you know what's going on, maybe you shouldn't call anybody. And I I continue to say, call my pastor. Now, now all this time I'm sitting here and I'm waiting. We're waiting for the uh, paramedics to get here, which it took them 30 minutes to get to me. And I'm having all these allergic reactions, and I'm I'm feeling pretty bad at this moment. The moment I I had someone call my pastor, and I had them had my pastoral and his uh, staff pray for me, instantaneously my throat started opening back up. And I was able to breathe again. I was able to breathe unfettered again. Finally, the paramedics come come along, they pick me up, and they take me to the emergency room. And I spent, like I said, five hours just staring at the wall, staring at the ceiling with probes and, and, and all types of gadgets attached to me so they can monitor my heart rate, monitor my breathing, and uh, monitor my blood. With all that said, there was a very specific reason that all this happened. There was a very specific reason that all this happened. And as of yesterday, I ended my relationship with energy drinks. Because I feel that I don't need it. 
I don't need anything like, like what I experienced yesterday ever again in my life. Why all this stuff happened? The very major reason why all this stuff happened is because I, even though I know what I'm supposed to be doing, I have a lot of things on my plate. I'm, I'm, I'm busy here. I'm busy there. And I try to be as active as I possibly can everywhere I go. But sometimes, throughout that, all those trials of doing what I, I know is necessary to do, I haven't always been good to my body. And I've been getting warnings about, my body's been warning me that something was going on, I needed to shut it down and, and learn how to, how to properly feed it and learn how to properly get the nutrition that I need and how to properly sleep and how to properly um, do things that are going to promote its longevity. But let me tell you something. After yesterday's experience, I sat, I laid on that hospital bed, and I looked up at that ceiling. I looked over at the wall, and I looked over at the ceiling, and I looked up at the wall again. The one thing that really struck me right away about the whole situation was that I finally accepted that there are certain aspects of my life where I haven't been living life to the fullest. I've been accepting second rate as my, as my best in certain areas of my life, which is unacceptable. I laid there with my heart rate starting to finally calm down, thinking about some of the people that I paid, came in and passed as I was being brought into the emergency room and seeing them there with their families and seeing them there with people that love them. Now, I have a, a network of people that love me. I have a network of people who really are truly, genuinely concerned about my well-being. But as far as, like, my, an immediate family, like a wife and, a child, and children, things like that, that was devoid. And at that moment, I realized I can't leave here. I can't leave this earth without my assignment undone. I couldn't. I was trying to get people to cover me for, to do the show just in case I couldn't get out in time to do the show today. And I, rem, I just, I was so thoughtful about how everything else was going to have to fall in place. And I always look out for everything else, and I've been neglecting myself for so long that it finally caught up with me. People, let me tell you this. Life is too short to take it for granted. Life is way too short to take it for granted. Life is way too short to take it for granted. I got a wake-up call last night with my trip to the emergency room that I had to treat myself much better. I know somebody right now can hear, that's hearing my voice knows that there are some areas in their life they can be much better in, that they can do much better in. And what I want to do before we go into the next segment, where uh, we're going to actually have, uh, and it's actually having a great time because now we're bringing our health and fitness uh, guru on each week, each or every two weeks. And tonight, uh, Athena Horton is going to be on. She's going to tell us about uh, ingredients that are in the food that we eat. So this is absolutely important that you're taking notes tonight because you need to understand that the things that we're putting in our bodies will directly impact and directly affect the things that we, we put out. And I know if you're like me, you don't have time to spend in the emergency room every other day. But here's some things that I'm going to suggest to each and every one of you who can hear my voice 
to avoid this happening in your life. First and foremost, and this is something I'm doing right now on the air live, right in front of you. First and foremost, I repent to God for not treating my body like his temple. I repent before, before, in front of God and before you guys for not taking proper care of myself. Because I know better. I repent for taking life for granted and for not fully walking out my destiny. That it, I mean, when you're not per- performing at 100%, you really affect the lives of not only yourself, but everybody that's connected to you. That means that the, the quality of the relationships I've had over the past couple of years have not been that good because they, they've been good, but they haven't been like they should be because I haven't been at 100%. And people, God has been placing people in my life who are dynamic, who are phenomenal people. And I have to admit that I haven't always been giving them everything I can give them because I haven't always been there to give them everything I can give them. When you're, when you're not sleeping well and you're not eating well, it affects everything you do. There's no need for an energy drink if your body is getting the proper nutrition, nutrients, nutritional value from food, and you're getting the proper amount of rest, you're drinking your water like you're supposed to. There's no need for an outside additive if everything is working properly. So with that said, with me repenting to God right in front of you, these are two things I want you all to do. I want you to look, in your, look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself. Say, I love you, and I will not accept second rate from you. I love you too much to accept second rate from you on every level. I say that to you as my friends. I love you too much to accept second rate from you. Second rate living is, is a thing of the past. As of effective immediately. Let's push each other to get better. Let's stay on each other to get better. Let's, let's always be looking for solutions. Let's always be looking for ways to improve our lives. So that's what I wanted to share with you tonight. I want you to, if there's something in your life that you haven't been properly doing as far as your life, your body, your mind, your soul, repent to God right now and ask God to forgive you. Because he said, if you can confess it, he's faithful and just to cleanse you, to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. And it's a mistake to not treat your body right. It is a big mistake when you're not treating your body in excellence. Because your body, let me tell you something, you only get one one shot at this. You only get one shot at this life, and you have to make the best of it while you're here. Do the necessary things that, do the things necessary to repair your body, and you have to retrain your mind so that you can be transformed by the renewing of your mind to do great things in this earth for as long as you possibly can. And so, people, this is the perfect segue into our um, health, healthy living uh, segment with uh, our dynamic guru, Athena. And before I bring her on, I want again, I want to thank you for for your concern for reaching out to me on Facebook, uh, those, those of you who have called me, I really, really appreciate you um, 
taking the time to think about me. Um, one of the work, one of the first things I thought of was like, wow, how am I going to get this show done tomorrow? Because I, I really don't like not being here. In fact, I've never missed a week now since we've been together. So I want you all to understand that I don't take you for granted. I, I take you everywhere I go. So even in the hospital bed, I was thinking about you and thinking about how we can get this show done for you. So that, again, so that we all get what we came for, and that is a move of God, and that is a move of His Spirit. So without further ado, I want to bring to the line um, the dynamic Miss Athena. Miss Athena, are you there? Um, hello. Hi, how are you doing? Oh, I'm excellent. How are you feeling right now? Are you feeling I, okay? I'm feeling pretty good. I've I have had better days, but I'm I'm really uh, getting better as we speak. Okay, well that's good. You know, um I I'm just thankful that you're okay and I, I was really shocked to hear that you were in the hospital last night. Um I'm sorry that happened, but Sometimes it takes uh, uh, something scary to right. push us realize. Right. So this is your wake-up call, and, and now if you don't change, then it's all on you. Right. It's your fault. Right. And I don't want to be hard on you, but, you know, you've got to change. Yes. We all do. We all have to change. And I'll, I'll, I will say, um, you were just saying, you know, we all have to work together and and, and help each other to excel and to stop accepting second best. And and this is true on every level in our life that there are so many of us, if we work together with our thinking, mm-hmm. our thoughts, which, which we've learned on previous uh, shows with you, that our thoughts have power. Yes, indeed. To manifest. Um, so we got to work on that as an as a group, thinking properly. Uh, We have to learn to uh, love our bodies. I usually begin my consulting by telling people what you just said. Your body is a temple. It is a gift from God. And you are not honoring God when you don't take care of your body. Yes, yes. You're just not. And what's the point of looking good on the outside if you don't feel good inside? Right. So I, I'm i imploring people again, right along with you, to pay attention. And I, I, I'm asking people to be proactive in their own life, a proactive participant in their own life where we decide what we will and will not accept, not continue to let other people tell us what is good, what is bad, what is in fashion, what is not in fashion, etc. So in order to do that, we have to pay attention, we have to research, we have to read, we have to share information with each other, and we have to start demanding better quality in our life from corporate America, from each other, from our churches, from our schools. Right. It is up to us to 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 do this. And and that's not really what I was going to talk about today. I, I do want to talk about the ingredient list. Yes. So I'm going to try to run through that as, as efficiently as possible. But I wanted to focus on, on what you were talking about because I think that it's crucial, and I believe that you have to have a healthy body, 
a healthy mind and a healthy soul. Yes. You can't you can't just do one. You've got to do all of them. You've yes. got to do all of them. And it, and you're right. When you don't get enough sleep, when you don't get enough exercise, when you don't eat properly, it does affect everything you do. It affects the way your brain works, the chemicals that um, your brain produces, um, certain things that are supposed to keep you elevated in your mood. They're chemicals. Mm-hmm. If you're not eating right, the chemicals in your brain can't produce right. Right. So with that said, I'm going to uh, try to segue back to my plan <laughs> speaking. Um, I, I guess when you're looking at ingredient labels, the main thing that we need to be very concerned about in our modern diets is sugars, fats, um, and processed and prepared foods. Okay. Um, you know, our diet in the last 50 years has changed more than in the last 10,000 years. And we are consuming 30% more sugars in the last 30 years. Okay. And we're drinking a lot more calories now, too, and most of those calories are sugars. So I'll probably be focusing mostly on that today because I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot more research myself lately, and I am really just, again, just like last time, astounded at the sugar content and the reactions that the sugars are, are creating in people's bodies where we have increased obesity and diabetes directly related to sugars and fats. Um, So I'm going to list some things that you can look for on your labels. Mm -hmm. But what I do want to preface to say is when you look at a food product, you should be able to find an ingredient list somewhere on that box, that jar, that bottle. There should, that bag, there should be a an ingredient list. The ingredients are listed in order of amount. And usually the first three to five are the most important ingredients in that product. So, for example, when you look at a bottle of ketchup, you should be looking for something like tomatoes, vinegar, sugar, and maybe salt. Okay. There's no reason to add anything else to ketchup besides that. Mm-hmm. And personally, I like to make my own ketchup at home. I don't buy that stuff anymore. Um, oh, wow. I know it's more. Yeah, you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be giving recipes and ideas in the future, but ten minutes is not that much time for me to do that today. So I don't want to give a, <laughs> a tomato ketchup recipe right now, but. You can make a lot of these things at home so you know exactly what's going in right. your food. Right, that's, that's and this is, mm-hmm, this is the main thing is you want to know what is in this bottle of ketchup or this soda pop that I'm addicted to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, though. I don't drink soda. Once in a great while. But what is in it? And you you can probably think about what should generally be in it. When you start reading things that you really don't understand what it is, this is when red flags should flash and you should want to find out. 
So this is where the proactive part comes in. You can call me. I leave my phone number and my web, uh, my email. Excuse me, I don't have a website. My email on every segment. You can call me and I'll tell you. Or I, I actually encourage people find out for yourself. You know, I'll tell you and then you go research it for yourself. Um, so you'll see things like ascorbic acid. This is usually being synthesized from corn nowadays. It's not coming from places you would expect it to come from. It's a vitamin C. You'd expect it to come from an orange or something right. like that. But when, but when they say added vitamin C on your orange juice, probably you're going to find ascorbic acid in it, and this is synthesized from corn. Wow. So, unless the juice says 100% orange juice, then you know this is just juice. Now, you should still flip it around on the back and look to see if there's any other added ingredients because a lot of times you'll see something that says all natural. When, like uh, maybe a yogurt or, or a juice. And when you turn it around, you'll see high fructose corn syrup in it. Um, the reason they're able to call high fructose corn syrup natural is because it is derived from corn, but it's chemically done. And it is a process, it's a processed food. Okay. Okay. Um, ingredient. So those are things you want to look for. Things you can't pronounce. Um, sometimes the things you can't pronounce might just be an herb or a spice that's good for you, but still, you should want to find out. Um, look for, if it says all natural, that doesn't necessarily mean it's good. You right. still need to read the ingredient list. Right. I want people to start learning what processed foods are. So I just have a couple examples, simple examples. When you get carrots and you cut them up and you boil them to can them, they're now processed. Oh, wow. That that boiling action processes the carrots. Oh. Um, a little bit deeper and not, not as simple would be a breakfast sausage that a lot of people enjoy every day. However, a breakfast sausage is an extremely processed food. Usually it co- the meat comes from a mechanically separated animal, Wow. And then and then there tends to be a lot of an excess amount of fat because usually sausages are made with scrap meats and that leads to you know, there's a little gristle in there and mm-hmm. who knows what else and they grind it all up and season it and then they mash it into a pig intestine. That's a breakfast sausage. Yeah, I'm sorry to be so gross, but I know it really is kind of gross. I mean, seriously. Um, but that's a breakfast sausage. Oh my and that, that is the process that it goes through to become a breakfast sausage, and oh, wow. that's why it's a processed meat. Um, and I asked people last time, stop eating as many processed foods. So... I'm trying to help people understand what processed food means. It's anything that didn't come in a natural state. If it's not raw, um, it's processed in some kind of way. Hmm. So we're looking for minimally processed foods. Wow. This is going to be really, huh? I'm still shocked and just, wow, what you said about sausage, like breakfast sausage. I'm like, Oh my God, it's nasty. Oh, I, 
I learned that a long, long time ago, and I've always loved sausages. (laughs) So that was difficult for me, but, you know, that's the reality of it. And I guess, you know, you're a perfect example, and I don't mean to use you, so, you know, I'm not trying to be mean, but you're a good example that people have to be scared into this. Right. Um, Not always, but a lot of times people have to be scared into this. And so I don't want you to be afraid, but I do want you to be very concerned about your diet. And I, I, I want people to not just try to eat healthy. I want them to make educated, healthy food choices. It is challenging. Um, I like to tell people to go to Trader Joe's if Trader Joe's is in their area. I trust their products. Um, however, I still read the label and, and the ingredient list and the nutritional facts even from them. Okay. Because you need to know what you're putting in your body. I personally try to cook from scratch as much as possible, from salad dressing and ketchup to my, you know, all my meats and vegetables are by raw whenever possible. I make my own um seasoning salts and herb mixtures to season my food with, I try not to buy processed food whenever possible. Athena, we we have to wrap up your segment. Could you give the the audience your uh, contact information again and and just leave us with a a, a word of encouragement to to move forward and better our diets? Word of encouragement? Okay. Um, Well, I'd like to... First, leave my contact information. It's Athena, A-T-H-E-N-A-H-7 at yahoo.com to email me. That's Athena, H7 at yahoo.com. My phone number is 702-727-1661. 702-727-1661. I'm on Pacific Time out here. You can call me from... About 8 in the morning until about 10 o'clock at night is acceptable. I love to help you while you're at the grocery store, pick healthy choices or talk about the ingredient list with you or whatever. Um, My word of encouragement, I would say that we can change not only our own food choices but the way um, our food is being processed by corporate America. It is a possibility. We can be healthy. I don't want people to be frustrated. I want you to love yourself enough to be concerned about the things you put in your body, on your body, the thoughts you have into your mind. I want you to look into things. Get excited about it. And I want you to be thankful for the body you do have. And and express that gratitude verbally, physically, mentally. Well, well, Athena, we uh, we thoroughly enjoyed having you on here for this segment. I like I, I know I've been taking notes, and I definitely uh, we look forward for our next segment with you in two weeks. And I'm just just really thankful for you for bringing out some really good points because I believe that we can all thrive. Um, we can thrive much better healthy than we can sick. <laughs> Absolutely, I I believe so too. And I'm on your side. I'm I, my prayers are with you. Um, I'm going to continue uh, the ingredient list 
information probably for several segments. Okay. But especially next week. So tune in. Okay. And we, thank again, you so we, much. We thank you, Athena. Yes, I appreciate you. Oh, people, we're, we're getting close to the end of the show, but I have another dynamic guest I'm going to bring on. This guy is uh, is no stranger to our audience here. Um, without a shadow of a doubt, um, he is um, – how can I describe him? He is just a dynamic young man. He uh, he believes that he can cause people to make it happen. Without further ado, I would like to bring to the show none other – then uh, Mr. J.L. Godfrey. J.L., are you there? Hey, what's going on, Miles? Everything is great, man. It's an honor to have you on the show tonight. Oh, man, I'm thoroughly enjoying the show, man. She's giving some great, great information. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm sitting here like I, I like when she comes on because I take notes because I really want to improve my health on every level, like, not just to, you know, not just to be professionally healthy but to be physically healthy and be spiritually healthy. So it, it this the things she's bringing out, man, they are so dynamic, and I know that people are really going to get blessed by it. I, I agree 100%. You know, I think it's funny, you know, because our bodies are high-performance machines, and so yes, we sir. have to be careful what we put in them. You know, right. so many people live to eat, but we should eat to live. And, yes. and I had to, you know, I had to constantly renew my mind to that fact because it's been conditioned <laughs> to eat cupcakes and, you know, super-sized <laughs> french fries. Right, right. <laughs> you know, well, I have to constantly uh, renew my mind to the fact that I'm not living to eat, but I'm eating to live. Wow. And eating to live, you know, the the thoughts that we think are also important to um, how how we eat and how we live. What would you think, what would you suggest to a person right now? I know you just did a show uh, recently about reinventing yourself. What, what is, in fact, tell you what, give us three tips on how we can reinvent ourselves and, and live a healthy life. Wow. Well, again, you know, the show was reinventing yourself, and what what I found so amazing about that show is that it sounds so elementary, you know, reinventing yourself, mm -hmm. but it's something that we have to constantly do over and over again, you know, and it's something that it, it should become a way of life. It really mm -hmm. should. You know, we should make reinventing ourselves a way of life. You know, uh, on March 3rd, I'll, I'll be celebrating my 10-year anniversary with my wife. Wow, congratulations. And we have to <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, but the, but the thing is, Miles, is that you know over over this time, over ten years, I I've had to constantly reinvent the way that I treat my wife because what worked in the beginning will no longer work anymore. Right. And so, for example, you know, when we got married, her favorite color may have been red. Now it's blue, and I have to constantly reinvent myself to say things change. Things are constantly changing, right? And you have to constantly, you know. Again, one of my favorite books is "Who Moved the Cheese," right? <laughs> you know, and the <laughs> cheese is constantly moving. And if you don't, if you don't take time and notice, you know something, the cheese is moving. You know, my my pastor, Bishop Joseph Walker, he talks about not having a, a eight track ministry in a CD in a CD generation. Wow! He had to reinvent the way he did ministry. And so, for some of the the older members, they may Oh, this young guy, he's, you know, he's changing things. Well, you have to adjust. The message is the same. Right. He he didn't change the basis of his message, but he changed the way he delivered the message. You know, when I was growing up, we would sit in church for three and four hours. 
you know, young people don't want to do that anymore. Right. You know, and so, you know, that's we have multiple services where, you know, service may be an hour and a half, you know, but he's reinventing. And so the, the I don't really um, – because if I gave you steps, I think reinventing is something that you have to constantly do over and over. And basically, I guess to, to make it very simple, the reinvention process is taking a look at yourself and understanding that t- times are constantly changing. Things are constantly happening, and so you have to recognize it. You have to recognize and say, you know something, um, I've been married for 10 years, and, and I could continue to, you know, think my wife's favorite color is red. Right. And then one day some other guy will come along and recognize that it's blue, and then wow. I'll say, uh-oh, what happened? Well, I didn't take time to, to notice that the cheese was moving. I didn't take time wow. to reinvent myself. And wow. so that's the thing I think is crucial that you actually stop and look at your life and say, what's going on? I've been in this place for year after year after year, and things are constantly changing. And so you have to begin to look at your life and say, you know something, I've been this way for a period of time. Like, you know, you've been talking about food, and I, and I love it because we've eaten a certain way for a period of time. Right. And, you know, um, March 23rd, I'll be 32 years old. Oh, congratulations and I again. the other day. Yeah, I told my wife, I said, you know, I can't continue to eat the same things that I'm eating because my body doesn't process the same foods anymore. Right. You know, it was a time where, you know, I could eat a bowl of cereal and just, you know, go to town with it. Over time, your body, you know, you become lactose intolerant and you're not able to process (laughs) milk and things the same way. I know firsthand. I can continue to eat that cereal with that milk or I can recognize my body is having a hard time digesting this. So now it's time to reinvent the way that I eat. Yes. And so now instead of eating, you know, drinking regular whole milk, I have to change to maybe the lactate milk or, milk or, you know, just different things like that. And that's really what the whole reinvention process is about, just noticing that things are constantly changing. And right. either you can stay there or you can continue to move. But uh, I think it's someone who said, you can either roll with me or get rolled over. But it's going to continue to roll. <laughs> right, right. So, JL, would the cheese is constantly moving. Right. Some people never understand that change is a part of life. Right. In your coaching, I know you probably come across people who – they want you to fix all their problems, but they're not willing to put in the work because they're, they're afraid of change. What do you say to a person that, that ha- struggles with changing their lifestyle? Well, again, I think one of the things I notice, and I, and I find is if you look at the current political climate right now, you know, people are angry with our government and they're frustrated because they're not getting things done. Change is difficult. Yes. Change is really hard. But I think what happens is that we're afraid of change because we, again, we've known one thing all our lives. And so what I tell my what I tell my coaches is that don't focus on this big goal. So for example, if you're trying to lose weight, you know, don't focus on losing a hundred pounds. You know, say you know something. I, I believe it was Will Smith who said his father asked him about building a wall, and he said, "Oh, Dad, that wall is too big for me to build." And he said, son, don't focus on the size of the wall. Just focus on laying one brick as perfectly as you can. And before you know it, you will have a wall. And so what I tell my clients is that when you're attempting to change something, start with very, very small changes. 
So, Miles, you can't just up and just change the way you eat overnight. Right. I mean, you, you, it's it's difficult, but you can gradually over time develop things. So what, I, what I've done, the way I change my eating habits, I tell my wife, I say, you know something, you know, um, on Wednesdays or whatever day, whatever day it is she selects, make something totally different I've never eaten before. And so I've opened my – because if she does that every day, it's like, oh, man, I don't want – you know. Right. But over a course of time, on Wednesday, I'm getting used to having something new. Right. And so that following week, that new thing will become a part of what I normally eat now. And right. so taking small little changes, I mean, they go a long, long way. Wow. So it's it's like you're not shocking the person's system. You're not you're not shocking exactly. and thinking you have to make this massive change overnight. But you can take gradual steps to get there to the, the desired result. Exactly. It's it's just kind of like the snowball effect. You you know, uh, Dave Ramsey teaches the snowball effect when you pay your bills off. Right. Don't start off with the largest bill because it's going to take you forever to get it paid off. He says, but start off with the smallest bill. Start off with that bill that may be seventeen dollars. And you pay it off, and you notice, man. Or, for example, when you're losing weight, don't start off with 10 pounds. Start off with a half a pound. Who right. can't lose a half a pound? You know, but then you get on the scale, and you notice you've lost two pounds. And then you say, oh, man, I'm fired up now because you superseded your goal. Right. But make that goal so small that once you've accomplished that, you supersede that goal. And so now you've lost, instead of that half a pound, you lost two. And so now you're shooting for four, and then you may lose six, but you have to make the goals small enough where you can reach them because right. if you make them too far, that's why people constantly get frustrated because they're, they, I have so many people say, JL, I've tried, but I can't. I've tried to do this, but I can't. I said, you made the goal too big. You have to make it small enough that it's attainable. Hmm. Wow. And you, you're giving some dynamic nuggets tonight, sir. I, we appreciate you for this. I know personally, you know, I heard Les Brown once said, people would rather die than change. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I think last night when I was faced with the the possibility of dying, I definitely was ready to change. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I can't live like this because, you know, even in talking to yourself, you're getting ready to uh, enjoy your 10th wedding anniversary. And you're right. getting ready to turn, you know, 32 next month. And right. for myself... You know, I, I look at your life. And I admire, you know, what you what you do with your family and everything because, you know, that's something I desire to have. And I saw myself last night, you know, on that table. Man, it could end right here without me having yeah. lived out my destiny. Yeah. And that's what really caught my attention. It's like, you know what? Change comes now. I, I'm I'm ready to change. So I think, for instance, my mother had a heart attack back in 2003. My mother was an avid smoker. She loved to smoke. <laughs> it was a part right. of her regimen. Sometimes she would rather smoke than eat. <laughs> wow. I mean, it was it was it had gotten that bad. And we all we loved on our mothers like, "Mom, you, you know, you got to change. You can't keep doing this." And she, you know, she would lash out at us because she she had become so addicted to the, to smoking cigarettes. When she had a heart attack, doctors came in and told her, "Hey, you know, for a person your age, you know, you, you're gonna have to stop smoking." She's like, oh, I stopped smoking after that moment. <laughs> you don't have to send me to rehab. I'm done. You and know, I think you know, that was my moment last night like that. It's it's interesting, Miles, because, you know, you're talking and it struck a nerve with me because I think two things cause people to change, and it's either fear or fed up. Wow. Either they, 
either they get afraid into wow. changing or they get fed up. My mother, just like yours, smoked for years. Wow. I mean, 20, 30, I mean, a long time. <laughs> and when my son was born, she came to visit my son, and she wanted to smoke a cigarette. I said, Ma, oh, no, you can't smoke around my son. And, he, you know, he's a newborn. You know, I said, oh, no, you can't, you know. So I made her go out on the deck. And, you know, Ma, she was sitting on that deck, and she came to herself and said, you know something? <laughs> I can't even be around my own grandson because I'm smoking. Right. Wow. She stayed, she she was here for about another week. Went back to Michigan. Never touched another pack of cigarettes again. Wow. See, we sometimes we can get fed up to change, but oftentimes it takes fear. It takes something to happen to us, and that's the thing. You don't want something to happen to you to recognize that okay, I need to change. Oh no, because it's it's a small possibility that what happened to you could take you out of here. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to get to that point where you wait till something happens and <laughs> scared the bejesus out of you. Right. Say, oh, man, I, I got to tell you, oh, yeah, I'm going to fly straight now. Because oftentimes, sometimes when we get scared into things, we don't stick to it because right. it wasn't a genuine decision. I often utilize um, the African-American church. Um, the reason why I think we have so many people that backslide in the church is because they don't make a conscious decision to give their life to Jesus. Right. They 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 made this emotional decision, and then they run down. Oh Lord, oh, I give my life, you know. And then <laughs> as soon as adversity hit, they go back to what's normal. Right. But when you make a conscious decision to say, you know something, this is the day, the buck stops here. This is the day that I decide to change everything that's not right in my life. Right. That's when change really happens because you change your mind. It, it may have not taken place in your body, but because you change your mind, the Bible says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yes, sir. So once you begin to change the way you think, you've lost 100 pounds. Miles, you have already changed the way you've eaten, and you hadn't ate anything yet. Right. <laughs> changed the way you think. Right. Wow, that's that's dynamic stuff, man, like just – the thoughts that we think have so much energy attached to them, and you could actually think your way into great health. Yeah, yes, sir. But, well, well, J.L., yes, I, I really, I'm really enjoying this. I think people are really getting a lot out of this because I know I definitely am. I, I like I said, I don't have a problem uh, admitting when I've made a mistake, and I, I know, like I said yesterday, I realized that I saw the error of all my ways up to that point, and like I said, it's just. It was just devastating for me. It was, it was the, the, what really caught me off guard was, like I said, realizing that I hadn't fulfilled my total destiny. Yeah. What do you tell somebody like, right now to fire them up? I mean, just to get them excited to realize that their destiny is is so so important. You know, before I, before I answer that, Miles, it's just every time you say something, it sparks something in me. And when when I heard you talk about, you know the things that you went through and, and then, you know, you realize that your destiny, you know, what what's, what's the sign of a true champion, Miles, is that when they recognize areas that they're, they're not champions in. Right. Uh, Michael Jordan has this commercial, and I play it over and over on my show, and he says, I missed 9,000 shots. Yes, I, I, I failed over and over and over. But that's why I succeeded. Why so I the sign of a right. true champion is recognizing when, you know, something, and, and oftentimes, you know, as – you know, radio personalities and coaches, we have this this Superman cape. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. And, and 
and you know, it's like, hey, I'm, you know, Mr. Make It Happen. Well, sometimes, Miles, I don't make it happen. Yes, I sir. really don't, and, you know, yes, and, and that's okay. It's okay because I think we all have something that keeps us on the edge where we need God because if we could accomplish all the things on our own, what would we need him for? Right, exactly. So some of those imperfections that we have are not because we're weak. It's God saying, you need me. Mm-hmm. I mean, you cannot accomplish this on your own, <laughs> you know. And so I, I really wanted to, to, to hit home on that, Miles, because you, you struck something with me when you said that. And to, to go back to your initial question, if you would repeat it, but I just really wanted to, to hit that because when every time you say something, it sparks something in me. <laughs> I was, the question was basically this. What do you t- say to somebody to fire them up for their destiny? Like I, like I was saying, you know, in, in in realizing that there's some areas in my life that that are not championship living, they're not there's not a championship standard in those those areas in my life. I realize my destiny is greater than that situation. My my destiny is greater than than me laying on that bed. My destiny is is it means more to me than than laying there. I want to be up and active and 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 healthy to live my life. What do you say to somebody who who may be, you know, who needs a, a kickstart? To go get to to go get it to make it happen for their destiny. Um, I would recommend that they read a book by uh, Joyce Myers, and it's entitled "The Battlefield of the Mind." Yes, and good book. The reason <laughs> the reason why I say that is because our biggest battle, the biggest struggle that we have, Miles, my heart wants to do so much. Yes, sir. But it's hard for my mind to convince my heart <laughs> that it's the right thing <laughs> to do. You know, I could be in the grocery store and. And my heart would say, give that old lady a dollar or give that old lady, pay for her groceries. It's 200 bucks. My mind said, oh, man, you don't know. No, you can take $200 and do something else with it. <laughs> so the thing that I would say to fire your listeners up is that transform the way you think. I'm telling you, and it's a process. It's a process. But if you can overcome that battle in your mind, then you can become a champion. Then you can overcome any circumstances. Circ- circumstance or situation that you may face because you fought the battle of the mind and if you can over that overcome that i'm telling you that is the key that's the key element um i I often think about muhammad ali and i think it was uh george foreman he was fighting i might i may not be correct but he was fighting someone and he would talk to you before the fight even began right i'm gonna knock you out in round three I float like a, and he would talk and talk. What he was doing, he was getting into their mindset. Mm-hmm. And so these people were afraid of him before he even stepped in the ring. Wow. And so he had beat them before they had even got there. And so what I would say to your listeners is that be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And if you can be transformed by the renewing of your mind, I'm telling you, there's nothing that you cannot accomplish. Absolutely nothing. Wow. Because that's the battle. Once you win the battle of the mind, you are successful. You are, I mean, you are well on your way to achieving anything that you want in life. Wow, that's some dynamite stuff, man. I I want you, uh, JL, to let the let the people know some of the things you got coming up because we uh, we want to come over and support uh, Make It Happen Radio. So let us know some of the things that you have coming up on the horizon. Okay, well, again, Miles, I just want to say thank you, man. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, you know, we, we have a covenant relationship, and so uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy being on the show with you. Likewise, and this likewise. Upcoming, 
upcoming, um, we won't have a show this week because, again, I will be celebrating my 10th year anniversary Yay. with my honey, the, the the sugar in my tea, the the the, <laughs> the chocolate in my kiss. I mean, whoo, anyway, let me stop. <laughs> but, yeah, we won't have a show this week, man, because we'll, we will be in Florida relaxing. So, But next week we will be back in full force. Uh, we have some great, great things coming up. The following week, um, I believe it's uh, March. Uh, make sure I, March 11th, I believe it is when we will be back. But I'll, I'll, if you go to my website, jlgodfrey.com, all the information will be posted there. But the, not this week, not this coming week, but the following week, we will have Dr. Walter Sims on our show. He's releasing his debut book. We we will have Tawana Williams. She wrote an awesome book called Unarmed but Dangerous. Oh wow! She has no arms. Wow! Yeah, I heard of her. <laughs> Yeah, she has no arms, and she has done some amazing things. And so she'll be on my show as well talking about her book, Unarmed But Dangerous. And so we have some exciting things coming up on Make It Happen Radio. And if you just want to find out more about me and what I'm doing, you can just go to that website, jlgodfrey.com. Well, sir, it's been an absolute honor to have you on the show tonight. Could you just, in closing, get get an audience a parting word of encouragement? Well, Again, Miles, I, I just want to say thank you. And, and your your previous guest, she said something about looking good on the outside. <laughs> when she said that I'm taking notes, and I thought about this old car that I had. It's a, um, I want to say an 85 Regal. Wow. And my mom, my, <laughs> yeah, my mom bought it for <laughs> me when I was in high school, and she paid maybe 1,300 bucks for it. And at the time, I was working at a car wash. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm high school student making, you know, minimum wage, you know, and this car needed a lot of work done to it. It needed a paint job, you know, but I worked hard. I saved my money and first I put a top on it, but I still didn't have the paint job. So the top was burgundy and the bottom part was every other color, (laughs) you know? And so I'm, I'm continuing to work and working, 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 saving my money. Finally got my rims for the car. Okay. So I got my rims with the leather tires and stuff, got the top, but it still needed that paint job. <laughs> so, Miles, I continued to work, 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 got the money saved up. I got the paint job, pearl white. Wow. I got it out. I, I brought it home. I put it in my front yard. I was so excited because I had worked over a period of time, saved my money. So, Miles, the car is looking great. So I go to the basketball game. I'm on my way to the basketball game. <laughs> my car breaks down. And what she said about looking good on the outside, my car looked spectacular on the outside, but I hadn't <laughs> did any work to the inside. Wow. And, and so what I would say to your listeners, sometimes, you know, we may come across as uh, coaches and radio personalities and things like that, but we are all under construction. Yes, sir. So, so again, I would just say to your listeners, it's not okay just to look good on the outside. It's not just okay to just live this lifestyle and everybody says, man, look at look at her, look at him. No, you have to have yourself together on the inside because eventually if you don't fix the inside, you'll be like me <laughs> on this bridge holding up traffic with my top up, <laughs> you know, and everybody say, man, look at that nice car broke down, <laughs> you know. Wow. And so that's what I would like to say with your list, leave with your listeners. Don't look so good on the outside that you don't forget to fix up what's on the inside because if you don't, the inside will break down the outside. Wow. Well, Mr. Godfrey, it's been an absolute honor to have you on the show, and I am thoroughly looking forward to to, to what 
this new year holds for you and, and let your wife know that I I definitely uh, honor you both on your uh your blessed anniversary uh and may you have con- a continued uh amount of uncommon favor and and just everything your heart's desire coming to pass in your in your marriage. Well, Miles, I I receive and, and same to you blessings on your health and Anything that I can do to help further your cause, Miles, you know, I'm just a phone call away. So, again, I want to say thank you so much. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the friendship that we have. And yes, sir. Again, if there's anything that I can do, just let me know. I definitely will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Take care. All right. Take care, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Mr. J.L. Godfrey from uh, Make It Happen Radio. Um, you can find out more about J.L. at J.L. Godfrey. Dot com that's j l g o d f r e y dot com people we're letting the show go on a little bit longer but i wanna um i wanna play uh a motivational moment for you and then i'll be right back with you Again, I'm uh, just completely honored to uh, to be before you today. And uh, our lesson today um, is 10 steps to staying true to yourself. 10 steps to, to staying true to yourself. Um, I came up with this topic late last night, actually in the wee hours of this morning. Um, many of you may have seen my Facebook posting uh, where I posted um, a comment about being true to myself and how I uh, I actually had to apologize to myself for not being always being true to myself. Um, and I think that it's really important for each and every one of us to understand that we are unique. We are we are not like everybody else. We're not normal. And because we're not normal, we can't expect to do what normal people do and have gratification or happiness or joy doing those things. We have to celebrate that uniqueness that's what's inside us. Uh, a guest we had on uh, a couple weeks ago, Mr. Ronald Wilshire uh, down in Houston, Texas, you know, told us to celebrate our uniqueness. And, and that's one thing I'm going to continuously promote, to celebrate the, the, the identity that God has given you, the, the separateness that God has given you, the, 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 that, which is, that inside of you that will allow you to stand out and not blend in. Because you weren't put here to blend in, you were put here to stand out and lead. So, let me get started with our lesson. Um, ten steps to staying true to yourself. Step number one, and I believe this is the most important step to staying true to yourself. Step number one, keep God's image of you in your heart. Keep God's image of you in your heart. Keep God's image of you in your heart. A lot of people battle with low self-esteem, they battle with uh, a bad vision of themselves, they, they, they struggle to, to really find their way in the world, and they, they get confused and misled and led astray and run amok, things like that, and the one thing that would keep people grounded is that if you knew that the creator of the universe created you in his likeness and image. How could you ever fall for the okie doke when somebody told you that you, you're less than, than, than great, you're less than phenomenal, you're less than the best? If you truly 
when you truly know who you are, when you truly know who you are, when you know, truly know what you are, nobody can come and tell you anything other than that. Immediately you understand that that's the part. That's not the truth. If somebody tells you something contrary to what the Creator says you are, that's a farce. That's not. That is not the truth. So, in understanding that, it is utterly important to stay locked on the image that God says you are. You're creating His likeness and image. You're creating His likeness and image. Not like a dinosaur. Not like a donkey. Not like a horse. Not like a bear. But in His likeness and image. You have been put here for some dynamic stuff. You have been put here to do some things that, that only you can do. Your life is important. Your your existence on this earth, your existence in this universe in this universe is very important. So you have to stay focused on the fact that you were created to create. You were created to, to repair. You were created to, to do something dynamic. You were created to do something awesome. You were created to do something unique. So you have to celebrate that uniqueness because God saw something in you that when he created you, he created you to solve a set of problems that nobody else can solve. So keep that in your in your heart that you are put here for a special assignment from the creator. Hello, and we're back. People, I just want to thank each and every one of you for uh, coming out tonight. Um, I can just be honest with you. I'm not at 100% yet after uh, my uh, battle with in the emergency room yesterday, but I still wanted to be here with you today. I still wanted to do this show. I still wanted to, to let you guys know that I love you. I care for you. I'm praying for you. Even in the emergency room, you were there with me. And just to let you know, we're we're all in the midst of battles right now. We're all in the midst of of trying to become who it is we've been called to be. And what I want each and every one of you to do is to reach out to somebody this week. Just one, If it's just one person, just reach out to somebody this week and just, just check on them, see how they're doing, because you never know what somebody's going through. You never know what, what your friend may be battling right now. And and you may think they're being funny with you and that they're being standoffish, but in reality, maybe in, in the battle of their lives, they just and one call from you can give them that little bit of encouragement that pushes them over the top to succeed. You never know. So step out and reach out to somebody that, that you love and care about and let them know that you love and care about them. People, without a shadow of a doubt, I definitely love you and I care about you. And you are in my prayers. I, I, I've just, I can't think of all the adjectives to describe how I feel about our relationship now. We've been together here for um, uh, over a year now. And you guys keep coming back and you keep telling your friends about me and you keep telling your um your coworkers about us, and we love it and we appreciate you for it. Like I said, again, don't hesitate to contact us. Don't hesitate to let us know how we're doing. Also, while I got your attention, I also I want to let you know that I'm also looking for interns. That's right, I'm looking for interns to, to, to further perpetuate what it is we're doing here. We're going to take this vision across the world. We're going to take it to creating a, creating a championship standard of living idea and ideology across the world. And I'm going to need your help. 
So if you have any type of interest in helping me to do this, I am definitely looking for interns right now. Please, please feel free to email me at mileswmiller at gmail.com. That's M-Y-L-E-S-W-M-I-L-L-E-R at gmail.com. And I'm looking forward to just pouring off into you some great things, the things that have been poured into me. I, I look, I'm looking forward to just putting together a dynamic team, and we're going to travel the world together and, and make things happen. We're going to do some, some dynamic stuff, and we're going to help people experience a championship standard of living. Also, without a shadow of doubt, people, I want to thank tonight's guest, uh, Ms. Athena Horton, uh, Mr. J.L. Godfrey. I want to thank people behind the scenes who helped put this show together, uh, Ms. Tiffany Patton, um, Ms. Karen L. Donald, Mr. Kenneth Moody, uh, just in, in prayer, um, my pastor, Pastor Ginaldo Lee and Lady Tiffany Lee, uh, Bishop Wayne T. and Dr. Beverly Jackson. Uh, each and every one of you, I thank you. I don't, like I said, I don't take you for granted. I appreciate you coming out here each and every week. So without further ado, I want to see you here next week. We're gonna have a, we got a dynamic show planned for you. Uh, we've got some dynamic guests that are going to come on. We've got a dynamic lesson planned for you. So just come on out. Tell your friends that we're here. And uh, I promise you next week I'll be at a lot more. Um, I'll be way more closer to 100%. I'll probably be over 100% next week. But like I said, again, tonight I didn't want to leave you with nothing. I wanted to come out here and, and give you something to to give you uh, empowerment throughout the week. So without further ado, I leave you with my mantra and my motto, my motto and my mantra. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit in your dreams. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit in your dreams. God bless you, and I shall see you next week. Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear or pain, or loss, or disappointment. And yet each of us has awakened, arisen, uh, somehow made our ablution, seen other human beings, and said, Morning, how are you? Fine, thanks in you. It's amazing. Wherever that abides in the human being, there is the nobleness of the human spirit, despite it all, black and white, Asian, Spanish, Native American, pretty, plain, thin, Fat, vowed or celibate, we rise. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Just because I walk as if I have oil wells pumping in my living room just like suns and like moons, with the certainty of tides, just like hope springing high, still I rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my sassiness upset you? <laughs> Don't take it so hard just because I laugh as if I have gold mines digging in my own backyard. You can shoot me with your words. You can cut me with your lies. You can kill me with your hatefulness. But just like life, 
All right. Does my sexiness offend you? Oh. Does it come as a surprise that I dance? As if I have diamonds at the meeting of my thighs. Out of the huts of history, shame, I rise. Up from a past rooted in pain, I rise. A black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak miraculously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the hope and the dream of the slave. And so, naturally, there I go right.